0: Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host, and today we're going to help you overcome your fear of public speaking. If you new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here, and if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief: Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and I've also written a book called Noise: Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And I started a business called The Brief Lab, where we teach people how to become intentional communicators clear communicators, clear and concise. And I don't tackle this, uh, the topic of public speaking very often because I think that there's enough already written and said about it that um, if you wanted to go out and buy a book or look up YouTube videos, there's a million things about how to do public speaking. But what I do wanted to share is the fear that people have. And I've because I I've have a lot of contact with people, it comes up from time to time in conversation and I can give What I really want to do is just give you some basic guidance about how to overcome your fear, how to lower your fear. You can't make it go away. If you're a person that loves public speaking, you don't need to listen to this. You might want to share it with somebody. Um, There are people that I know, many people who actually enjoy standing in front of people and speaking. They like going to conferences and being keynotes and I've had people approach me and say, you know, I would love to do more public speaking, What what, what do you recommend, et cetera. I personally don't like public speaking. Um, I have a little bit of fear, but it's nothing crazy. I just, I don't enjoy it. It's not something that I, I seek out. I do it because I need to. It's part of my job. Um, I've done keynotes. Um, I've stood in front of large groups of people and I'll share some of those experiences, but it's not something that I really enjoy. And there's, there's an element of fear. I do know a lot of people where the, just the, the concept, the imagining, standing in front of a, a group of people, whether it's... 10 people or 100 or 1,000 makes them cringe. I even remember a soldier that I taught once said I, he'd rather get shot at than speak in public. And I, double take what? He's like, yeah, I, I, I hate it so much. I, I, I would I honestly rather have somebody shoot at me than speak in public. So for those people that have a fear, whether it's a little bit or a lot, this podcast is to help you mitigate some of that anxiety. And the basic point is you'll have to do it in your life or or career at some point, some more, some less, depending on what your, your circumstances are and what your, your role is, your career trajectory, um, your network, um, you're going to have to do it at some point. So if you're really afraid of, of the thought or, you know, people that are, um, hopefully some of these comments will help you. And I, and I say, prepared this, I just started thinking back about some of my experiences. I remember um, doing a summer, I had a summer job where I was, uh, I ran a, a camp, a day, like a, like a, like a it was a, it was an, not an overnight camp. It was like a day camp. And uh, I had to recruit kids to come to this camp. So I got an opportunity to speak in front of a Boy Scout meeting. And it was a bit of a show because it was a huge, Scout troop, I don't know, probably a hundred people, families. I, I, and it, like, they tagged me at the end, so it was parents there and kids and scouts and siblings. And I mean, it was in a big hall, know, probably in the basement of a church or a school somewhere. And I had to uh, say some words at the end of the meeting, and people were tired. There was a lot of energy. Um, this meeting had gone on way too long. I'm standing in the back of the room, and then they kind of grabbed the microphone and they threw me up there, and I. I remember thinking like I would rather be doing anything else but doing this right now but it was part of my responsibility as the camp director to recruit people and tell them about the camp so it was a great opportunity for me to do it and I embraced it did I like it now um was I afraid of the opportunity you know afraid of it yeah I mean it wasn't something I was looking forward to I did it and it lasted what it lasted and I got the message across and I got up said my thing and I got off um and it was that was kind of one among many experiences that i've i've approached them and in my in my experience what i what i've seen is there's a lot of anticipation there's a lot of projection like how's it going to go and you and you kind of get stuck in your head a little bit and i'd really recommend that you go back and listen to a couple of podcasts to help build out this perspective here um specifically podcast number 91 is about finding your voice i think it's really important because there's this temptation to think I've got a presentation voice and what I sound like in public and what I sound like in private. And I've kind of dispelled that there's really one voice. That's podcast number 91, finding your voice. And also podcast number 99 about practical presentation principles. Some of this will be a bit repetitive in this podcast, but really I want to, I want to like hone your attention to the fear that can come, um, and what to do about it. Um, A couple years ago, I remember being invited to do a keynote, so a big speech. It was at a national sales conference for a company called Granger, which is a big industrial distributor, and it was in Orlando, Florida. And um, you know, I'm pretty busy, so I've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm traveling and and doing a bunch of things. And I didn't think much of it. I'm like, you know what? It'll come when it comes. And you know, sure enough, you know, the day before, we had to go rehearse. And uh, I had practiced, but I just kind of blocked it out of my mind. Like, I'm not going to think about it. And I remember standing on the stage, and it was a massive room. I mean, I think the capacity of this room was about 5,000 people. And as I recall, there may have been between three and 4,000 people there. So this is the rehearsal, so it's the day before, and there's nobody in there. It's just chairs, lined up chairs. And there there was this big stage, these massive screens I'm in the middle of the stage. I've got like the headset and, and, and it was just the production crew, my client contact in an empty room. And I remember going through my rehearsal and the sound would just go through the mic and it was echoing off the walls. And I, I had a moment like, Oh no, like this is, I got a little, I got a little, I got a little afraid. And, um, you know, I'm going to walk you through kind of what I did to overcome that, overcome that fear. Um, the keynote was fine at the end of the day what I was worried about um you know 99 out of 100 times doesn't come to fruition okay um you're going to need to do this and how you overcome fear is there's a there's a series of things that you need to do in anticipation to to lower that fear you're never going to make it go away unless you're a person that just loves speaking which obviously you don't or um it's just something that you just don't like doing. So here's just some things to be thinking about to get ready for that moment. I'm going to kind of go through whether it was like me doing this Boy Scout meeting or doing this keynote presentation of, sort of three thousand plus salespeople at this conference, or even you know uh, about you know f- four or five five years ago doing the eulogy for my brother's uh, at my brother's funeral, which is really really difficult. Um, First thing I want you to think about is fear is good. Like there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's a normal thing that people get afraid. I mean you're you're among um, the vast majority of people that public speaking is something that gets wigs you out a little bit. Um, unless you're an extreme introvert, fear is good, um, and you got to embrace it. Okay, so when you think about these moments, I mean think about maybe you have to speak at an event. Maybe maybe it's a big event. Maybe it's a small event. Maybe it's a conference. Maybe you're giving a presentation at a conference, or you're on a panel. Maybe somebody asked you to be the master of ceremonies, the MC. Maybe you're an award ceremony. Maybe you're you're getting an award. Maybe you're giving an award. Uh, maybe you're a subject matter expert, and you were invited to speak on a topic. Um, maybe it's a retirement ceremony. So you know, in the military, there's people retire, and they do ceremonies in corporate settings. The same, you know, you get invited to. Maybe it's your retirement. Um, uh, like I mentioned a eulogy, what about a wedding? Like, a, you're the, you know, the grooms, um, maid of honor, you know, groomsmen, whatever they call it. Um, and you have to give a reception, you know, I, I've speak at the reception. I, um, about a year or so ago, it's kind of funny. Um, the, uh, my, my, uh, my niece got married. All right. So, um, I, when I see people give reception speeches, I, Given what I do for a living, I, I tend to cringe. So um, this 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 woman decides to do a rap and it was based off of the song from the the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So she's up there and she dives into it and she changed the lyrics, of course, and she's about a third to about halfway through and she forgets the words, right? So she stops. She totally forgets the words. And then she tells the DJ, okay, start it over again. So she's over one now. She does it again and she goes a bit further. She's about maybe two thirds through, forgets the words again. And everybody's just cringing. I'm really cringing like, this is so uncomfortable. And you'd think that she would just bail. She's like, no, 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 Like, let's do it one more time. And then, and then she finally completes the whole rap and she's done. And, uh, and I'm wondering, you know, why was it so difficult for her? And I realized she had not rehearsed it um, drunk. Huh. She had been drinking all afternoon before the reception and she had practiced it sober. She had never practiced it having had four or five glasses of wine. So that was a problem. So I'm, I'm not telling you to drink a half a bottle of wine and practice your speech. But if you have to understand your circumstances. So the first thing I want to do is, is prepare. You got to prepare. So you have a point. Right, what is the main idea? You've got to define the main idea. You cannot go into one of these things with not being crystal clear about what is the main point and why is it important. Okay. The second thing in preparation is say you gotta say it out loud. You got you gotta say it out loud. So there's if you're doing a eulogy or you're doing an award ceremony, hearing yourself say it, and I don't mean you have to stare, stand in front of a mirror, but you've gotta hear the words come out of your mouth. But don't memorize it. And I really I really encourage people to not memorize because if you say it out loud and you get a general sense of the flow, it's kind of like telling a joke, you don't have to memorize it. You just get comfortable with the order, the structure, the flow of it, but say it out loud a few times. You know, the more you say it out loud, the, the less power that fear has with you. Um, be, number three is be really clear about how you start it, What's your what's your opening, how you can open it up and be really clear about how you're gonna end it. So those those two points should be very, very clear, how you're gonna get things going and how you're gonna wrap things up. So so make sure you keep an eye on those things and those are all part of preparation. The fourth point is, it's really just a perspective, it's not about you. So in any one of these things that I listed out, whether it's an event or a presentation or award ceremony, retirement, um, If it's a eulogy or a civic organization or even a Zoom call, whatever, it's not about you. It's about your audience. So always make it about your audience. Fifth, make it a conversation. So this goes back to podcast number 91. Be in a conversation. What do you sound like when you're having a conversation? If you can, tell a story. It'll put you at ease. The audience loves stories, but make it a conversation. That's the fifth point. Sixth point is consider your tone. If it's serious, be serious. If it's funny, be you know. If it's personal, be personal. Um, understand tone in the how much clarity getting the tone right gives you, and then seven nerves are last thing is nerves are normal. Embrace it. Don't fight it. If you get nervous, use some of that nervous energy with tone, and it'll help you. It'll help you immensely. So just kind of going back on some points about lowering the fears. Preparation key number one. Prepare with a point. Number two, prepare by saying it out loud. Don't memorize it. Just understand. Say it out loud. Hear yourself saying the words. Number three, prepare a clear beginning and a clear end. Four, think about your audience more. It's not about you. Five, be conversational. Six, consider tone and the importance of tone. Understand the tone that you want to convey. And seven, nerves are normal. Don't don't fight it. Don't fight it. Okay, so... When you think about fear, unless you're one of those rare people that just loves, absolutely craves public speaking, there's going to be some element of fear and it's absolutely good. Actually, it's good for you to embrace it. It makes, it gives you a sense of like, there's a, um, I'm taking this serious, right? And if you, and if you, if you think about that, these things, these moments, these moments come and go, you know, they, they, they don't last forever all the ones that i've listed you're not giving a 4-hour speech it's not the guy that spoke after the gettysburg address you know the gettysburg address was a few minutes the person that was speaking there for the day spoke for for a few hours that that's not going to happen these moments come they go they happen and then they're done okay so in my experience um if you don't like it and and you really loathe it better said i remember the infamous words um that are needed for a good homily or a sermon. And they are, have a strong beginning and a solid ending and keep those two parts as close together as possible. Just saying.